Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Day two, Big Ten football media days, Lucas Oil Stadium, Jay Foreman, the Husker Hall of Famer, holding it down. Uh, the rest of the guys are circling, getting information, hanging out in different space. Right. Uh, trying to get information again. We thank the folks from Gary Michaels Clothiers and Ben Bleicher Professional Realty Group uh, for what they do. We're going to thank the folks from uh, you know, Beatrice Baker. We're going to take care of some, some birthdays uh, today to do that as well. Salt Dogs BP with DP Friday. Uh, Strick will run it, uh, but the guys will be around there. Jay, we are here in the space. And, again, here's the rundown with Jeff Brom from Purdue, uh, Brett Bielma from Illinois, Mel Tucker uh, from Michigan State, and then Greg Schiano from Rutgers, James Franklin uh, around new, around 11 uh, Lincoln time uh, from Penn State, Paul Chris, and Ryan Day. Uh, here's the thing. Wisconsin showed up early. Yeah. And showed up in force, right? Uh, the Woodsman is here. I don't know if his players are here. That looked like C.J. Stroud and all the Ohio State players. But, yeah, the coach is going to come over and uh, get it in. I mean, I just think it's – just part of you know what they need to do maybe they, they can get all their stuff in they can get out early but you folks, know folks they're, are, they're, they're yeah, walking they're in they understand yeah. it's a it's yeah. part of the process man and look uh, you know i will say this it's uh it's no different when people ask me about signing autographs or talking to people in public you know mm-hmm. when they don't want to talk to you that's probably more of a problem than having to kind of set parameters so i'm sure they have uh the rounds to do prior to coming out to the big stage, which is, you know, Big Ten Radio. Um, I know they got to do some stuff for USA Football, X, Y, and Z. So, and then they got to go from the big stage, go to get up there with the Big Ten crew, do the breakout session. So it's a, it's a long, um, you know, morning for them. But, um, you know, they just knock it out. It's something that when you're a head coach, you're just part of the stuff you do. I does, mean, it, does, you, you, does everybody – so everybody – all of today's uh, teams – have local media here on Radio Rounds. I think D- so. Does does everybody want to talk to Jeff Brown? Everybody. Does Michigan State want to talk to Jeff Brown? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they want to do. Everybody wants to talk to Bill, right? Yeah, or me, see if we can meet him and have a bush light. Right, right. Do you think he's a bush light drinker? No. no. Guinness. He, he's he a look, full IPA. He's he No, he's Guinness. He needs something hearty, but. Because you can see him walking around with the mustache. He or has the co- he has the coach's walk. Brett yeah. Bielma's just whatever he can get his hands on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure he, he definitely can. He definitely can eat the eat the '96 or whatever it was from Uncle Buck. Right. Yeah. Oh. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He has the coach's walk. Um, Jeff Brom. He's, he's no nonsense. Middle, middle of light. He looked like red wine. Jeff Brom's he, an he, IPA read, guy. he red wine. Uh, Jeff Brom is red wine. Mel Tucker. He, Oh, he Hennessy. 
I'm gonna ask him, hey, what's up with that hen dog? Right, like, like, like that's what it is. We don't think that James Franklin is a Hennessy guy, right? Franklin's a beer guy. James Franklin doesn't drink. His body's a temple. <laughs> you know what? I can't even be mad at that. I can't even be mad at that. Like I can actually see that. Although, but he hangs out with Alvarez a lot. Like so, James Franklin's a red wine. Age, yeah. Jeff Brom is, yeah. Age, yeah. Shiano, a little bit of everything, yeah. Ryan Day, what does does Ryan Day indulge? Mm-mm. No, like the, he actually, Ryan Day, I think he just right. He does, but he he doesn't have a go to drink. He's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Texas is Bielma's bush light. Yeah. While folding in an above 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 ground backyard pool. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's him. And he's taking and he has a small one, so he's the only one in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him and his it's dog. Just him and his dog. Him and his dog. But his dog's on a raft too. Yeah. His dog's on oh no, his dog has his own raft and shades. Yep. That's right. him. Yeah. Yeah. That that it's it's gonna be that kind of day. I'm watching folks come through. And again, we Jay, the the, the the blue suit, brown shoe seems to be the move today. Yeah. The tight. Are you? You're a blue suit guy. Yeah. Are you a blue suit, black shoe, blue Both. suit, brown shoe? Both. Tie matching the belt or the shoes? Uh, I have them all together. Fully coordinated. Yeah. Head to toe. Yeah. See, we it's like a Batman suit. Just jump in and get out. <laughs> I ain't changing whatever I bought. That's what I'm wearing. There's a reason why you bought it and you had something in mind. Here's the lineup. Purdue and Brom, uh, uh, Paint, uh, Durham. Uh, tight end is coming in. Uh, Jalen Graham, their linebacker, kind of rover safety. And then quarterback Aiden O'Connell. Um, who are those guys and what, what, what can we expect? Well, Aiden O'Connell – uh, is one of the top quarterbacks. Obviously, Stroud is number one, but he, Aiden O'Connell, is, he, he could definitely tell you he's number two. Um, I think Jeff Brom feels comfortable with him. It seems like he's always had bad luck as far as the injury bug with his quarterback, but I think Aiden O'Connell is taking the, the reins. Um, so I think, he, you know, look, he, when you have a quarterback, you know, just like Howard Griffith said, you got a quarterback, legit, you got a chance. Um, I think their tight end is good. Uh, he's a big kid, can run, can catch, can block. They're not a real big downhill type of running uh, attack, but he's still very effective in that area, and he's effective in uh, you know stretching the defense up the field. And then the rover kind of linebacker thing is just kind of their what their defense. Their defense kind of is a little bit like Indiana, but a l- it's a little bit different because they had a one of the best pass rushers in the, in the nation last year, so that made their defense really really good. But they have another pass rusher. He's number forty four, I think. Um, and then along with, you know, their defensive backs, Purdue is going to, on paper, and from last year, product or productivity-wise is going to be one of the better defenses in the nation. So, Or not in the nation, but in the Big Ten. So I think this is a different year for Purdue. Um, you know, they try to be physical and fast and hit you and turn you know turn the ball over. You saw in Nebraska they were very opportunistic and, you know, willing to jump routes and sit on routes. But I think with the, you know, Nebraska can um, – Adapted that because they have a different pass, passing game, different coordinator. So um, Purdue's not going to be an easy out. They're looking to make some make some moves and make some waves. And um, 
I think with their offense and the way Jeff Brom kind of runs it, it's always giving teams problems. If you catch them on the wrong night or or wrong day, they will embarrass you and uh, because they are going to throw the ball, and for whatever reason they're able to throw the ball pretty efficiently regardless of the weather. Yeah, and that, that Jeff Brom system, um, it's intriguing because he, he takes the layup. Like he – He'll yeah. get an advantage, and he'll take the layup, and then he'll wait for you to make a tackle. Yeah, I mean, it's whether it's for- uh, Moore or Bell, he knows how to get him the ball, and he seems like he always has a guy coming right after the superstar. So, mm-hmm. And they do a good job of developing their receivers. you know. And obviously they're getting a ton of chances, so if you can't catch them and you can't run routes, you're not going to play a Purdue. So, um, you know, they're always legit. He knows how to, you know, schematically, you know, take advantage of defenses um i think you know for him i remember i don't know i think it was two years ago against minnesota when they got the they were on the wrong end end of some bad calls Mm -hmm. uh he showed the ability to kind of rebound um you know because that's that's a hard way to start your season so i'm sure he's looking to get off to a good start um establish themselves and then uh finish strong is there that that constant quarterback as a coach dynamic that offensively, uh, you don't find quarterbacks as, as 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 head coaches who are run first. They usually find a way to pick people apart. Yeah, especially in his system. Um, <clears throat> short passing game, a uh, lot of run after the catch, timing, um, put a lot of stress on the back end, put a lot of stress on the second level that you got to at least you know try to knock them off on routes. Um, and then not be too fixated on getting jams on them, being able to come out of your zone drops or match up zone drops and be, you know, very, very good players in space. So they stress you both horizontally and sometimes vertically. Um, but when they have a special player like Moore and Bell, they can put up yards and points and bunches, and that's where, you know. How is that happening, is- though? How are they getting the Moors on a, on a, on a regular basis? That's not exactly I – mean, is, it, is it Jeff Brom being able to sell that, hey, I can – develop you i can produce you i can elevate you i think now that's the selling part because he has two you know obviously recent success stories but i think he's looking for maybe a unique quality of athlete maybe you know wanda Moore uh coming out was a little um undersized per se but he saw like this dude can really pick him up and put him down make people miss um and so once you get into his system and you start to flourish, all your size deficiencies go go away. So um, that's it. I mean, and that's what he does. He, you know, he's not able to recruit the the guys that are at the top of the list. He's got to find top of the list talent that don't have the top of the list measurables, and he makes them into pretty productive players. It's going to be interesting. And again, as we watch folks come through, uh, and you're watching presence, uh, all of that stuff is there. Uh, Behind that, you're going to have Rutgers and Chiano. Uh, he's bringing in, and you ready for this? I I didn't catch this. He's bringing in his punter. Well, he's bringing in Adam Carsack. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know, the punter is one of the most important players on the team. You punt a lot more more than cover kicks. So, Chiano, a big part of them being able to win five games and hold their head above water. It's special teams. Um, when he was at Rutgers before, special teams. Specialty plays is what he's kind of done. And also the stuff to where 
you know, even when he was in the pros, swiping the ball at the end of the game. So every little play, there's not a playoff with him. Their punter is pretty good. And so that's what, you know, he's going to give him his props that, uh, you know, he's a big part of the team. And also I think he's doing it. Not that he, doesn't, that he doesn't have other players that are worthy or capable of coming, but what he's doing is he's letting you know how important special teams is to is, his program. Is is so he's bringing in Johnny Langan? Is he tight end one or two in the Big Ten? Uh, right. I mean, I, I he's the, maybe the, two, the, but Payne I mean, Durham, Payne Durham will be here, so you'll you'll have that conversation. Yeah. Um, Trying to think who else we like. Ohio State's tight ends are kind of a, 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 a blend uh, this year. It's probably Laporta and him. Yeah. I mean, um, from a product- productivity standpoint. Because he's going to be, I mean, we know that Rutgers is going to folk use the tight end. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, I had to hold that sneeze in. We, we know that that's a big thing with their right. offense, right? Run game, tight end in, in short spaces, move the chains, move the chains, move the chains. Sure. I mean, that's what they do, and then, you know, they hit you with some explosive plays. I wouldn't say trick plays, but plays that, you know, they're setting up their their potential of uh, explosive plays. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, Rutgers is a team that when you go out there or they come to you, you know, one, you know that they're going to compete. You know they're going to be well coached. You know they're going to be physical. And you know they're not going to most likely um, shoot themselves in the foot and just give you the game. So you got to go on there, go out there and earn it. And as they add to their talent pool, that's when they, a team like Rutgers with a coach like Shiano become extremely dangerous overnight. Yeah, we overnight. Saw, like, we've seen it. Like we understand it. We'll get uh, the Huskers. will get them on a Friday night out there in Piscataway. Um, it, that that one will be interesting. Uh, Michigan State. Mel Tucker comes in. They're ten thirty, I believe. Um, Xavier Henderson, the safety, uh, Jaden Reed, the wide receiver, and, of course, Peyton throwing the quarterback. All right. Three, three all Big Ten worthy players. Um, you know, Thorne's the starter, still going to get pushed, still has high expectations of him to get better. Um, Henderson came in last year, young player. Proved Surprising, himself. right? Yeah, and, but, again, we talked about Nebraska. I said you, if you're a guy that comes in second or third, you you should be thinking about starting. Right. Same with Mel Tucker. If you can play, you're you know you can play physical player, kind of jack of all trades. Um, and then you know the receiver came back, and he's trying to be explosive and have an explosive year. So you know, really, it, conversely, when you think that the questions that they have is how they're going to replace Walker, well, and e- the easy answer and the known answer is you got a legitimate quarterback and a true number one receiver. You know Mel Tucker is going to have the offensive line ready, as they've said or you've heard in the papers, that they're going to be physical, they're big. So ideally, the easiest position to play, mm-hmm. if you're a transfer portal guy mm-hmm. or a freshman, is running back. And when you have a legitimate passing game, that makes those holes just a little bit bigger, a little bit easier to, easier to see. And allows the coaches to get you to focus on one little thing, which is obviously play your best and running back and bring you along. Versus, you got to be the twelve hundred yard rusher X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it it it. As we sit here, it just kind of just lets me refocus. This is a talented conference. 
Like it, uh, it really is. This is it's a, talent. a talented conference, uh, player wise. It's a talented conference, coaching wise, um, top to bottom. You know, they they definitely would put um, their players, their talent, their coaches up against everybody else. So it's something that where there's no days off, no practice, no 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 games off or anything like that because regardless of the the teams right and this goes for even Nebraska where teams are looking at Nebraska they say oh they were 3 and 9 last year yeah they were close but they could never win the game x y and z but the talent is there and no, none of the coaches are going to be sitting around not improving or doing the things to improve your team Nebraska needed to go fill some holes 14 guys out of the portal mm-hmm. i think or something like that mm-hmm. Other teams are doing it. Mel Tucker did it. So you got to make sure that you're, you know, on point every single time that you um, are going out there to practice and play because there is no days off. There is no practices off. And if you go out there half-stepping and don't show up there ready to play, you're going to get beat, and then you're going to get on the plane and think, like, man, we lost to a team we had no business losing to. And you can get embarrassed. Or get embarrassed. You can get embarrassed. But at the end of the day, losing a game that you shouldn't lose is embarrassing enough. So – that's why this 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 then conference how, is so good. Then how does that play out, right? In a balanced, deep, right? I mean, it's you know, Ohio State's in their own space, Michigan State's lingering, Wisconsin, but folks are in a pool. Like, <laughs> there is no game off, and there's no rest. Yeah, there's no rest. When you, when you talk, every team in this conference thinks they can win every game they play. Yeah, and they and they legitimately can probably tell you how they can do it. But at the end of the day, every game and every season, and particularly the games, come down to a very, you know, six or seven plays. Plays that either go, you, you make the plays or you don't. It's the cause and effect. Everybody looks at it and say, oh, uh, you know, Jay Foreman gave up a, you know, a nine route. Hmm. Well, that nine route was either set up by my lack of execution two or three plays before or – a series or two before, so that's the cause. But again, those are the few plays that you go back and look at it. Like, okay, do you know if we got that first down to extend the drive, to flip the field, they don't, they're not able to take a shot. They affected a you with 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 run heavy to your face. They crossed you one time. Right. Uh, they ran. They put you under duress. And you've been on your heels, and yeah, so then and, uh, and you know, you and then you one. get desperate. So. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into it. And so, again, to, in order to be very, very consistent, you have to be very, very consistent in making the, the, the game-changing plays, and a lot of them aren't the ones that you see on the highlight tape. Now, conversely, how do you get better at that? Practice habits and, and coaching habits and all that stuff. And competition. And, well, yeah, and that, all that stuff is in there. That's what you're trying to foster right now. And then on top of you got to be just solid fundamentally. So, but you're fundamentally when you're really good at your fundamentals and your physical, you consistently make the easy play look phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know that's got that's I'm sure that's a big big emphasis, and then it's something that people got to you know approach and embrace. Make the basic play all the time. Right. Like I mean that. That's and then the big plays will come right to you. Well, I mean. It, that's the thing, right? And having people in position, the people who do the most work, right? The people who handle the ball. We always talk about the middle of the field. That centers do the job very at a very base level, very high. They do the basic things very well. Right. Quarterbacks, listen, do the basic things well. Running back, right behind them. 
Um, do the basic things well. Defensively, right. your nose tackle has to be right. solid, right. sound, consistent, middle linebacker. Same thing. All the base, base, base. Safety, your playmaker safety at the back, the, the gatekeeper, has to be basic, sound, and right all the time. Right. I mean, that's the way it is because in order to really unleash our pass rushers, we got to be really good on first and second down so we get the third down to get them to the point that where it's not a manageable third down. And then we're able to get home. We're we're not having any secondary bus. We're not, you know, we're not jumping a short flat route and in, in, in when it's third and fifteen and giving a you know a tight end dig up and you know he catches it at twelve. The safety's coming down. He gets that big first down. We're not you know we we get to the point that where we're not giving up the gut punch third down third downs and being really consistent and and more than, say, like 50-50 on the third and manageable from an offensive standpoint, the whole cha- game changes. The defense becomes more dominant. You get to get, do more fun stuff as far as blitzing and getting home. You get more sacks when you get more reps of rushing the passer. If I only get two legitimate times to rush the passer, passer during the game, as far as, like, say, it's third and eight plus, mm-hmm. you know, the chance of getting home now. But if I'm getting four or five, six, four or five times, then I then I got to get home. Then the onus goes on to the player. As a linebacker, would you would you prefer having the six rep pressures, or would you rather have it be specialist, where it's two times where you're more likely to get home because you have you don't do it all the time? I'd rather do it all the time because the way that you know from that you can say, and this is even when I played linebacker, you know, and whether we were blitzing up the middle or we doing run blitzes or anything like that, I'm able to set up specialty plays blitzes and stuff like that i'm talking about from my position as a stand stand up linebacker or mm-hmm. second level behind the ball how i'm playing you the first like four or five plays you know if i come in and you're known as a pass rusher you're essentially coming in there saying you're all-time pass rusher well then they can do things and sk- sk- scheme up against you because that's all you do so the i think it's the more you do now some guys are better at it than others and you got to make some adjustments and that's the way it always is and always going to be but I don't want to be a guy that's, you know, in for two plays, out for 15, in for two plays, unless I have to. Now, sometimes that's what guys need earlier in their career so they can kind of oh, take one step. Oh, we got our answer, Rico. We got our answer. For what? Who was going to Iowa today? It looks like Purdue is going to Iowa today. They're coming they must in. have to, like, take a They're picture They're coming in in jerseys. Do they got to take a picture? They have some in the back. They're taking some in the back um, when they go back to the VIP room. But to see players come through wearing the jerseys rather than suits, I just saw Purdue roll through. They're going to do their thing. So we'll throw it to break. Uh, We'll come back. I want to talk to Michigan State and and the players that they're bringing. Uh, We'll go through Penn State and who they're bringing, Wisconsin and who they're bringing, and Ohio State and who they're bringing, and they're loaded. So, yep, Purdue, totally purdue They're in jerseys uh, and jeans. Uh, We'll talk about that when we come back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.